Greetings, friends. It's time for Bible College by Radio, brought to you from the campus of African Bible College. How great is our God? How great is His word? He's the greatest one that ever was heard. He rolled back the waters of the mighty Red Sea. And now for today's lesson, here is Mrs. Nell Chinchin. Welcome to Bible College by Radio. My friend, have you ever thought about the fact that someday you will face death? Oh, I know that is not a pleasant thought, but listen now to this good news I have for you. I am sure that you believe that when the time comes for you to die, when you know you are getting old, or when you are seriously sick, you are sure that your thoughts will begin to go back. You probably think that in those last days or hours that you will be recalling the past, maybe even regretting things that you did not do or say. And maybe even now you don't like to think about that. But listen now to this good news. If you are a true Christian, you will probably not be thinking like that at all. Your thoughts will be turned in an entirely different direction. Gamma, what do you think I'm going to say? Well, Mrs. Chin-Chin, I've already read this next verse in our lesson for today. This verse 22 about Joseph. And we read here that Joseph didn't look back at all to the things that God had done in his life. He looked forward in faith to God's fulfilling his promises. That is the answer, Ganwo. As Joseph, the great patriarch, lay dying, he was not thinking about what God had done for him in the past. His thoughts were occupied with what God had promised his people. Doesn't that take us right back to verse 1 of this chapter? It does, and I think I should read that for us too. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, it says. All right, now more than 200 years had passed since God spoke to Abraham back in Genesis chapter 15. Now let's look back at those verses beginning with verse 13, where God said to Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them 400 years, and also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. And afterwards shall they come out with great substance, and thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace. 
Thou shalt be buried in a good old age, but in the fourth generation they shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet quite full. Now even though the Jews were to be in bondage for 400 years, Joseph believed God's word that at the end of that time they would be released and allowed to return to Canaan. And so by faith he was telling them now to where to carry him when he died and where to bury him. Hmm. One thing I see here too, Mrs. Chinchin, is that Joseph was so confident that he made this public. In Genesis 50 verse 25 we read, And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones from hence. I think that is an important illustration to us too, that we should not be ashamed to take a strong stand on the promises of God. We should not be afraid that if we make a public statement about our faith, that God will embarrass us. Mm -hmm. They that put their trust in me shall never be ashamed, the scriptures tell us. That is exactly what this whole faith chapter is about, Gonwell. Doing something that demonstrates our belief in the word of God. Now before we look at our next example, Moses and his parents, we need to take a few minutes to review uh, Lesson 13 for our correspondent students. Our last lesson in Hebrews 11 covered verses 13 through 21 and was entitled, The Reward of Faith. We learned some important lessons on faith, Gonwell. Could you review some of those important truths for our students? Well, one main thing we learned, Mrs. Chinchin, is that a person can never outgive God. He will never be indebted to any man. And one thing, one other interesting aspect of faith is that this is exactly what faith expects. Faith even expects God to recompense, to pay back those things lost for Christ's sake. That was really an important spiritual lesson for us, wasn't it? We saw, too, how faith is transmitted to our children. Abraham demonstrated his faith by his willingness to offer up his son Isaac as a sacrifice because he believed what God had told him about all the descendants that he would have through Isaac. And then Isaac demonstrated his faith by giving the blessing to Jacob, even though he was a younger son and not Isaac's favorite either. This 11th chapter really has a lot to teach us, doesn't it, Mrs. Chinchin? But one thing we have clearly seen in, the, uh, in this fifth chapter is that if a person is to die in faith, he must first live by faith. Uh, good, Gonwell. Well, we have some more exciting stories today for our listeners, but first, I'd like you to share these letters, and I believe you have one there for us from Monrovia. Dear friends, it is indeed a great pleasure and opportunity to write to you once more in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I have been one of your correspondent students. I've received my lessons, including the last ones, with the grace marked on them. Oh, how I wish that my lessons will always reach me in time. Keep on praying with me that the Lord may give me some guidance as things come in my mind concerning my course with you. And you have another letter to share with us there, Gonwo. And I believe you, uh, that one is from Cape Mount. Dear sir, I wish to express great concern over your widespread of the gospel of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, which has influenced my life greatly. However, I wish to enroll in your institution as one of your many Bible corresponding students. I listen to your radio Bible studies and feel Jesus calling me. I am a fourth grade student at the above school. My brothers and sisters also join me to ask you to mail us course number one of your Bible studies. We all attend the same school addressed above. 
yours in Christ. Hmm, well, thank you for that letter, uh, Gan Wo. And uh, certainly we do have many correspondent students around Liberia. And I might just say, too, we received a letter from our own born child over in our Ivory Coast the other day. And she said, you know, Mom and Dad, I listen to Bible College by radio. And it makes me feel closer to Jesus and closer to home. Many, many people are listening and writing for their lessons. So don't you be left behind. Nathaniel Gay is here, and he has a letter from Ogun State, Nigeria. It reads, Beloved Reverend and Mrs. Tinchin, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Redeemer Jesus Christ be unto you. I am glad for the lessons which you mailed to me recently. Reading the instructions on the first page of the lesson, I was very sad because in there was written, Do not attempt to answer the questions in the book until after you have listened to the lessons taught on the radio. With this caution, it means I will not be able to continue the correspondence course because there is no means of hearing the broadcast again. I used to go to a friend of mine every evening to listen to the broadcast, but now this friend has been transferred to another town. Now I am handicapped in listening to your broadcast. Nevertheless, please be praying for me. Once again, I appreciate your efforts in the service of the Lord and pray that the Lord Almighty God will keep you watching and praying till his coming. Keep yourself still, yours in his vineyard. Well, thank you, Nathaniel, and we certainly will pray for our friend. And we know that it's difficult if you do not have a radio, and we will just hope that some way God will make a way for you to hear the broadcast so that you can continue to study and to learn the treasures of God's truth. Well, thank you so much, Nathaniel, for that fine letter. Now, before we get into our lesson for today, uh, let's just bow our heads for a word of prayer together. Heavenly Father, how we praise you for the opportunity that we have to study your word. Thank you for Jesus who can teach us and instruct us and live in us that we others might see him in us and desire to know him as we reflect his glory. Help us now to study your word together and have understanding of these truths through the Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, if you have not already found your place in Hebrews chapter 11, open your Bibles to this faith chapter, and we'll look now at the 23rd verse, and where we read that by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months by his parents because they saw that he was a proper child, and they were not afraid of the commandment. Now, you might ask, why did it take faith to hide a small baby in a basket in a river? Why did the parents have to hide Moses in the first place? Well... I think most people know that story, Mrs. Tintin, that we read in the first chapter of Exodus. How this ruler in Egypt was afraid that the Hebrews were too plentiful. And so he gave orders to the midwives that every male child that was born to the Hebrews should be killed at birth. That's right, Gamo. But the interesting thing is that these midwives feared God and they wouldn't do it. So then Pharaoh said that all the boy children should be thrown in the river. But Amron and Jochebed, uh, uh, the parents of Moses refused to be intimidated by that wicked king. Now, how do you think they could be so brave, Gamo? This verse even says that they were not afraid. They had faith. Instead of reporting his birth to the king, as the law said, they hid him for three months. I think this is a good example of the way God protects his elect from harm and danger, even when they're infants. God had a plan for Moses' life, and he used these humble and simple people as instruments to preserve Moses' life. But Mrs. Tinchin, 
the scriptures say that faith cometh by hearing. How did Amram and, and Jochebed know that Moses was special? No doubt, Gonwell, God spoke to them in some way to make that known. Today, of course, God reveals his will to us through his written word. But in those days, the Bible was not written. Also, look over at Acts 7.20 and read that verse for us. In which time Moses was born and was exceeding fair and nourished up in his father's house three months. Now this indicates that there was something even about the appearance of Moses that made them see something remarkable in him. John Calvin said, Probably there was some mark of future excellence impressed on the child, which gave promise of something extraordinary. You know, Mrs. Chinchy, sometimes people will say that when Moses' parents put him in that basket in the river, their faith was weak, that God could protect him. Conwell, God always wants us to use every means possible for our preservation. Certainly he is able to protect his own children, but he never wants us to become lax in taking care of ourselves. The parents of Moses had evidently received a command from God on how to act and what to do, and they obeyed him. Now we see, as we look into the life of Moses, that once again the parent's faith was transmitted to the child. Look at verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Now Moses, you see, was faced with a difficult decision as he grew up in a palace with all the luxuries around him. It must have been hard for him to turn his back on all of that and choose to suffer with his people. But you know, Mrs. Chin-Chin, all believers have to make somewhat that same decision. Jesus said, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. That means, if a person is really a follower of Christ, he no longer will follow after the things of the world. That's true. Of course, we do not have to renounce the, the powers and the, the privilege of a royal palace, do we? And yet you're right, Gonwell. Any time we have to deny ourselves, it is not easy. But not only was Moses' renunciation of that position a victory over the lust of the flesh, it was also a victory over the world. He, by the world standards, owed a debt to that princess. You know, when God first called Reverend and myself into Christian service, Reverend hesitated at first because he felt a sense of obligation to his father. His father had recently retired after working hard all his life and had turned the business over to Reverend. He felt it would be disloyal to make his father go back to work if he went off into the ministry but he finally realized that his first obligation was to God and not even to his family. I am wondering, Mrs. Chin Chin, why Moses just didn't stay where he was in that palace. He was a big man, and maybe he would have helped his people even more right where he was. He could have even said it was God's providence for him to be there. Well, all we know, Gonwo, is that Moses' decision was by faith. He was looking past his years in Pharaoh's court to an eternal reward. I have known men in positions of prominence and power forsake those positions to do some seemingly small job for God. But if they did, and they were moved by faith, God would honor them for it. I think we will have to say then that Joseph stayed in his position of influence with the rulers of Egypt by faith, and God suddenly used him to help his people. 
Every circumstance is different, Gonwo. Moses refused to enjoy all the pleasures of that royal life and chose instead to suffer affliction with his people. He wanted to be identified with the people of God. Look at verse 25, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect under the recompense of the reward. Now you see this next verse, verse 27, shows us that Moses made the right choice. We also see that his faith endured. The experience and testings that Moses went through were tremendous. First he was, he was told to march right up to that big king, king uh, Pharaoh and say, let my people go. But Mrs. Chinchi, Moses had been in the wilderness as a shepherd for 40 years. I would imagine he had forgotten all the ways he had, uh, he had been taught in that palace. I'm sure, and yet he, he was afraid. He was not afraid to confront that king and leave Egypt with his people because we read by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. You see, he wasn't afraid, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Now, we really do see from this verse that Moses, the great lawgiver, trusted in the shed blood of Christ by keeping the Passover he demonstrated his faith in the atonement. That blood being sprinkled on the doorpost demonstrated faith that the angel of death would pass over that house and the firstborn would not be destroyed. But it was also a looking forward to the blood of Christ being applied by faith to our hearts so that we would not suffer eternal death. Uh, you see, look at verse 28. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Uh, look over in Exodus 12, and we see uh, what we're talking about here. God will and, and share some of that with us in Exodus chapter 12. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your account for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a meal of the first year. Ye shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and ye shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the, of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door posts of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in the midnight, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor boiled at all with water, but roast with fire, its head with its legs, and with the inward parts thereof. And ye shall, not, ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that which remaineth of it until the morning ye shall burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat it, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. 
and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are and when I see the blood I will pass over you and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt alright now after that memorable night Pharaoh did let God's people go and Moses led them out and when they got to the Red Sea there was no way for them to pass by this time, the king had changed his mind, and he had sent soldiers out after the Israelites to bring them back. But what happened, Gawal? Well, we read in verse 29, By faith they passed through the, the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned. All right, their faith was so strong that they just kept right on going. You know, uh, sometimes we can say, uh, I know it's God's will for me to do this, or I know it's God's will for me to do that, but then the first obstacle we meet, we are ready to give up. Our faith flies out the window. But faith perseveres, my friend. And that's exactly what Moses and these people did. Look at Moses' instruction to the people. Turn to Exodus 14, Gonwell, and read verse 13 for us. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you this day. For the Egyptians, whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. It looks like Moses was encouraging the people not to fear the Egyptians, but to believe that God could deliver them. Exactly so. Now let's look at these next verses in Exodus uh, 14. The Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Speak to the children of Israel that they go forward, but lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Now and then see what happened. Look down in verse 22 in Exodus 14. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians followed after them now, but when they tried, the waters, you see, they rolled back over them, and they were all drowned. But if they had not obeyed God and, and stood on the brink of that river, what would have happened, Ganwo? Oh, they would have all been killed by those Egyptians. And yet, Ganwo, sometimes people think, that to act in faith is risky, dangerous, when actually it is the other way around. It is dangerous not to obey God, dangerous not to exercise faith. We never lose by obeying God. When those children of Israel obeyed God by going forward into that impossible situation, God worked a miracle and delivered them. This is written, my friends, for your encouragement, for my encouragement, go forward in obedience to God's command, and he will show himself strong on your behalf, even as he did for Moses. He never fails those who put their faith in him. And as our motto here at African Bible College says, faith in action puts God in motion. <laughs>
again to Bible College by Radio. May God bless you and keep you in all your ways. I will be 